Welcome to The Barkside, Veterinary Business and Leadership Unleashed, where we empower veterinary business owners and professionals like you to advance your private practice by leveraging the tools and strategies of big corporations. Welcome to The Barkside. We are excited to record this second episode today with my dear friend, Dr. Gerardo Poli. How are you? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen around the world. So we ended the last episode, we talked a lot about how the new practice owners or soon-to-be practice owners decide and why and the reasons behind it. And then we ended with a little teaser saying that we will talk about something that goes before the strategy. So what are those things that are coming before the strategy? We wanted to talk about the little framework that I explained to you a couple of years ago, I think, Gerardo, and it's called 3P3S. So um, just to describe what that stands for, so th- these are the sort of the first letters of the of the words in this methodology, or I don't know if it's even methodology, but essentially it goes like this. When you're designing any new business or thinking about new venture, you need to think the very first thing that you need to think about is the first P, which is purpose. The second thing you need to think about it is the first S, which is strategy. That's why I said there's something before strategy. It's the purpose. So purpose, strategy. Then after that, you need to think about the process. Then after that, you need to think about the structure. And then you think about people, which is the third P. And the third S is system. So that's sort of the sequence in which you need to start thinking about any business when you were just imagining it. It's way more simple than, let's say, business model canvas, which we could talk about at some point. But it's a very sort of basic sequence in what you need to start thinking about. It's it's different from your... I remember you were talking about it. I'm familiar with what I would call it like a business master plan or some kind of core aligning structure or curriculum, I suppose, in traction, it's called the VTO. You know, it starts with the vision and the mission, the purpose, blah, 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 blah. So when you talked about it, actually, it was completely different and make it so much easier, so much easier. Like, I, it was really hard to find when you talked about it. Where did you find out about it? Yeah, so the, the reason why I like this particular framework is because it really puts it in sequence. When you think about the traction, they have this... Uh, circle in which they talk actually about the same things. They talk about the the vision. They talk about the process. They talk so so it's a circle. What I like about this this three P three S is because it's sequencing things and actually it tells you what do you need to develop in what order basically to come up with the whole framework for your business. And I'll unpack that a little bit. So when interaction they talk about VTO, it's very similar to purpose. So what is the purpose and why it's important in the organization? Uh, well, no, let me re- rewind the story where I. Got Got it from so i got it from my coach so i i spent some time with a personal coach in the last couple of years and then the the way that this came up we were building vis which was veterinary integration solutions which was consulting consolidators and i was so passionate about traction that i started the company with every bell and whistle from traction there was the process it was outlined there was the org chart or the accountability chart there was every single detailed part of the company but it wasn't the smart flow. So my first company, SmartFlow, everybody was bought in. Everybody loved each mm-hmm. other. Everybody just was united in a different way. You know, some people call it a family. Some people give an analogy of a sports team. But everybody was on the same page. Mm. We were, uh, yesterday we were, we were talking with one of the people that is on my team, Sarah Hall. She's incredible. And she has a little tattoo of an airplane on her wrist. 
And the story is that the team was so aligned together and they were traveling so much implementing SmartFlow. So as a team, they actually made a little matching airplane tattoo. Like that is incredible buy-in of the team being with each other. They didn't actually tell you because you don't have one. Well, A and B, they didn't make a tattoo Ivan. So I was a little disappointed, but (laughs) (laughs) But it it just shows how the team loved each other. I've never seen that. I've never seen that people actually Mm. get like as a work team you know, best friends. Yeah. Yes, I've seen lots of stuff, but this and it's so rewarding to see that you assemble a team that actually so bought in. So I was telling this to my coach, and then mm. he said, "Okay, well, let me show you this three P three S." He said, "It sounds like you have incredible people with it. It's just one of the P, but it's the third one." He said that you've assembled the structure because I had the org chart basically created mm-hmm. for as we go from zero to 150 clinics and it was all prepared all mm-hmm. the boxes are ready so when we scale up we know who to hire into that chart so the structure was there with the yep. second s systems were there because we had jira and bloom tools and you know everything was there mm-hmm. there was a process very well outlined we have a process of creating innovation and things like that and the strategy was outlined really well and he said you're missing one thing you're missing the first p the purpose he said why mm-hmm. are you doing this and essentially, I told him my story about the burnout, and and I told him how I burned out and committed suicide, and and that um, that now I decided to prevent this from happening yeah. with other vets, and that this is my purpose in doing this. And he was like, "Holy cow, this is a very you know personal, authentic story." And he said, "So that's your purpose?" He said, "Do they know?" And I said, I actually don't mm. think so. He said, well, that's what's missing. He said that in SmartFlow, you guys had the same goal of optimizing veterinary medicine and everybody was yep. united and it's very simple to understand. Here you have a very deep, personalized, authentic purpose, yep. but they don't know. So it was right before the year. And I know that our producer here with us on the call with Bogdan, he probably recalls uh, how it went because it was actually, I think, December 31st. And I gathered an entire team and I told my story. There were people mm. crying. There were people so deeply touched with it. And then something magic happened. Something magic happened within the next two weeks to a month. Everybody was basically super aligned. Everybody understood why am I doing this and why why they want to do it. So I shared my purpose and they wanted to share it with me. So the purpose is not just a story, an impactful story. It's obviously the why, the reason why this organization exists, the, the, the impact it one has and so forth. But what you kind of describe there, which I think is probably missing in some purpose, vision, mission statements, is the ability for it to be phrased in a way or described in a way where the team can see what's in it for them and how, if they jump along and they're part of the team here and they move forward, that they will move towards the purpose that they're looking for. It's kind of like somehow the leader needs to paint this big picture that's compelling, but then it's compelling enough that it ticks enough um, emotive reasons because we choose to act and we choose to take action based on changes in emotions or emotions that we want to shift and create. So your, your story is very emotive and it's compelling for you. And then that then they could see how they either wanted to have the impact or that they want that same kind of purpose in themselves. So it's alignment, I suppose. Yes. And the important thing that I discovered, so I, I, it was actually interesting. I took this course, I think I told you on flow and the big part mm. of it, which is a fundamental part of the positive psychology was creating your own purpose. 
And there's an interesting exercise mm. how people arrive to their own purpose in life. And what you want from mm. purpose is to be outside of your ego. So essentially, uh, some people have a purpose. I want a new car. I want a new house. I want, you know, it's a mm. material thing, which is which is great, but it's more of a goal. And it's okay to have that. Mm. You should have the goal set in life. But the purpose is one level above that where you understand your interest in life, you kind of cluster in them and what you like to do outside of work or in work and mm. in that sort of emotional direction where you want to go. But then you are seeking for something outside of you that doesn't benefit directly you. It's something bigger than you in life. And then essentially mm. through that exercise, you can create a purpose that touches you personally, but also is not about you only. And it could be anything, you know, saving dolphins, mm. getting rid of the plastic in the ocean, you know, wh whatever you come up with. But it's it's something that is not about you specifically. So then when you're building something like that, it's shareable. And that's the interesting part. Because mm. If it's shareable, then it becomes the North Star for everybody in yeah. the company that you're assembling. If you start there, then you can easily yeah. find people. So this, like I told you, we, yesterday we opened another clinic. So the in, in first one in Moncton, we put an ad yesterday and we described the purpose of the organization of Galaxy in Moncton. We got 20 mm. uh, technician assistant jobs from, we posted last night at 10 p.m. This is 8 a.m. here in Canada. Because it's describing the purpose. It's, there's more to it. There's probably good pay and stuff like that. But then people understand what are they going to be behind. And then essentially, what are they signing up for as an organization? It also becomes a North Star in which you can reconcile things and solve things based on that alignment. So if we're sitting the next you know, meeting and we're saying, okay, well, we're going to cut this type of benefit because of the financial reasons. And I'm hoping that every single person will stand up and say, that is not aligned with our purpose. And this mm -hmm. is why it's so related to starting a vet clinic, because the purpose of the vet clinic could be, you know, some examples. Um, it could be create the best, you know, veterinary practice in your community. Yeah. Provide access to care to those that can't afford it. Whatever it is, like there's yeah. many, many things. But as recent example that I had working in St. John, there's no purpose. There was no core values. There's nothing to back mm. why we're doing this. So essentially, after the first excitement mm. of a new job placement passes, you're looking at this. And then if the next purpose is to, is to get a boat for the owner of the practice or the new car, and then you're mm -hmm. at the rate, this is where it crumbles and there's no purpose to the organization. Yeah, it's only like um, heart. Not really necessarily heart, but it's kind of like no soul to it. Yeah. It's like it's, it's just a mechanism, a vehicle for making money. And that's the value that it offers me. I'm here for a job. Yeah. And then rock up, you know, do what's minimal and then rock out. So then you have this picture, right? This purpose, you paint this kind of guiding North Star, which has heart, which has soul. Then it rolls to action. So that rolls to the, you know, we talked about strategy. Yes. So why is strategy hard for people to get? Well, because people... You ever, think I, of, you ever the, thought about that? For the most part, I don't think that people think about it. Because strategy mm. is the... Path, pathway or the roadmap to deliver mm. on the purpose. If you don't have a mm. purpose, this is why it's sequential. Because if your strategy uh. is okay, how what's our strategy in the clinic? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna send marketing to these type of people. We're gonna you know invite them here. We're gonna treat them. But what are you trying to achieve? You're gonna learn stuff. We're gonna get better at stuff. 
But what are you doing um, it for? Do lots of stuff. Are you getting where you want yeah. to be? So this is why it's so important. Once you came up with the purpose, that unites people. And 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 vision and mission and core values, they all fit into the purpose. But there has to be a North Star. This is why we're doing this. And then there could be financial goals. There, it's not just, you know, just come up with some, you know, mm-hmm. saving dolphins and whatever it is. or And then not making money. It doesn't have to be that. But there needs to be a deeper something that people can share and they can belong to they can feel that they have a sense of belonging then you map out the strategy because then you're like okay well how do we get there okay we want to create an environment when, with which let's say in galaxy we have a purpose of decreasing burnout so the strategy is to create an environment in which people don't burn out uh how do we how many patients we should see per day what should be the pricing yeah what should be like how do we get so you put the the metrics around it and things yeah not the metrics but the measures the, the objectives, well, the, 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 the well. thing that you know that you can, yeah, in met- that you know that you can achieve it. We get here. This is it, and this is when we achieve it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you kind of go down to the next level, and then you design the strategy as a second step. And I don't know if you've seen that uh, in the clinics that you open because you guys work. So VTO interaction, it's a very similar thing. It's just an easier mm-hmm. way the 3P3S to think about it. And you guys mm-hmm. did a really good job around aligning that because you created the basically, you made emergency medicine cool in Australia. Like that's the simplest way to put it. Was that intentional? Did you guys actually sit down and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. That's our North Star. And then you started you know, building a business. Actually, that's a really good question. Um, because it became our strategy once we realized that that was the strategy. You know, when we were doing emergency, no one even thought about working in emergency because it's long hours, you know, terrible on your body and all that kind of stuff. And then recruiting was really hard. But then Alex and I started sharing videos. We did. We were the first people on Facebook to share videos and massive reach and, and gain. But then slowly it started to, people started to pick up and people started to reach out to come share, come to our hospital. And then... Maybe like a year or two later, it, it, it someone, I think someone said, you know, Alex G made emergency cool. And then we realized that was the strategy. Like the vision was to have veterinary, veterinary professionals want to live and work and enjoy and, you know, save pet lives at night. And, you know, it's kind of like live this kind of high impact buzz kind of feeling in the, within their profession. Um, but the strategy to do that was actually to make emergency cool. So that that's awesome because that's exactly what happened with me. What you described now, you discovered your purpose through trial. So essentially, you started with building mm. a business. You guys wanted, you know, to build a veterinary hospital, mm. make money, which is absolutely normal. And then, but you realized there was a hard uh, obstacle with hiring. And then through iterations, you arrived to the purpose that was easy to wrangle people around, and the people started mm. to come when you started to have purpose they started to come and ask, mm. can we work for you can we be with you so that's where your your purpose crystallized and the strategy behind developed you, you said something before actually and you kind of said it as the components of a purpose because what you said before was purpose is a mixture of vision mission values impact and things and so in in a sense purpose is beyond and so like in these six steps there's kind of capsulating or in purpose is three or four steps or something of a business strategy or a business overall structure. But what you said there was vision, mission, values, and impact. And so vision is actually when you close your eyes. So you must have shared your story to the, to the degree where actually people could close their eyes and could see it. They could see it. And then the mission spoke to their hearts, the values were, which helped guides and aligns with their beliefs. 
and the impact was something that they, as an external contribution outside of themselves. So when you said those four words before, I was like, okay, that's the structure. They're the things to think about when actually developing a compelling purpose statement. Exactly. And then, so now I, that's maybe cascade down through this three P's and three S. Mm. So in a slice of your organization. So, so you then discovered the purpose and then all of a sudden your strategy aligned because you understood that to get there, to make mm. emergency medicine cool, you need to create mm. social media presence. You need to do you know, these things you need to create. Yeah. So you get down mm. from this strategy and you brainstorm mm. how we're going to get there. Then you go to the process and exactly that's what the process is. So the process is to stand up, you know, marketing platform, be become mm. presence on Instagram, you know, process of mm. developing uh, video production. So you now mm. the processes, they're tagging along behind the strategy and the purpose. Once you understood that you mm. have this things that you need to do and the processes that you need to run, you go so, down well. to the structure mm. because for video production, mm. you need a videographer, you need a producer, you need who's going to be acting, mm. be editing voice. So all of a sudden, now you can make a org chart and say, okay, this is what we need to execute on this strategy with this process and with this purpose. And then essentially think about it. If you were to build a hospital without that purpose, without mm -hmm. this strategy, and say, what org chart do mm. we need? You would make an org chart with medical director head of nurses and hospital manager. There will be no video production or anything like that. So that's why building the structure of people that are gonna drive this organization in advance to having the purpose, process, and strategy is also premature. So that's how it kind of happens now. So with the structure though, what you said before at the start was actually the future state in mind. Most businesses think, oh, I'm gonna write my org chart. I'm gonna draw some circles. It's gonna look like a triangle and it's gonna get ex expanded as it goes lower. But like. In terms of that's a really short term thinking about structure, but what you said before is that's a, the, the next step, the next stage. How far do you think ahead? So that that's a really good point. So very few businesses think this way, but the reason why you want to think this way, if you're starting a startup of any kind, so let's say uh, you and Alex, right, or or you know me and Pavel and Smartflow. It's two dudes mm -hmm. and our org chart didn't exist. It's two dudes. He's writing code. I'm taking prototype to the clinics, but then. When we started to mushroom and then Pavel was, uh, it was over his capacity to write code for backend, front end, and iPad. Mm. We needed a QA. We needed the, uh, we needed the process or, or delivery process person. And that's on the, on the IT side, on the, on the product side, we needed marketing. We needed sales. We needed implementation team. We needed all of these. And we stumbled upon this by basically almost dying doing it. If you're intentional about your org chart and thinking about how you're going to do it, yeah. you still continue doing everything yourself as the founder. But then once you get to capacity, mm. understand that you're not seeing your kids, you're not having you know food and you're not sleeping enough. Mm. That's when it's a no brainer to go back to this future look org chart and say, okay, which thing I'm not very good person. at and which thing okay, I yeah. hate the most. So out of those that I was doing, finance is the deadly place for me. So it's oh, that's the first thing that. I totally yeah. upset all the time. So then you look at that and you go, all right, well, where's that box that I can fill up next and take it off my plate? Finance. So you hire a controller or accountant or whatever, CFO. Then the next thing, marketing. Okay, I'm not very good at marketing. I'm passionate about it, but I have Alex and Bogdan on our team. So why don't I hire them and put them into that box? So the org chart with a future look helps you to essentially have the roadmap of it's a talent uh, roadmap. It's a strategy of who do you need next to hire. Do, would you put 
meetings in there. For me, when it says structure, it's people, like like it's a structure of the organization, but it's also the meetings, the cadence of the meetings, the purpose of the meeting, the decision-making process in the meeting. Like, would you put meetings in structure as well? Or is that somewhere else? 100%. I'm glad that you mentioned that because you can have a bunch of people, but if they don't have a forum in which they solve issues together, then it's a dead end. And it's 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 mm. hard to actually describe how critical it is. I'm going to keep giving an example of this hospital that I just worked in because they were classic, not done any of this. So you're I, never going to go back to that place ever again. Now, you know that. But not, if, not if they listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> but basically, so the structure was owner, under owner, manager, under manager, assistant manager. So full vertical, no accountability sort of circle. And then under them, okay. assistant managers just deploying a bunch of policies without meetings uh, through email. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So all the decisions were <laughs> that the most, e- most effective communication yeah. pathway. And most decisions that were coming, they were coming from the person who is not present in the building. So anything no that needs to be solved, no context and no buy-in from the team. So they deploy these policies mm. through email that don't really, nobody has a connection with them. The change management is terrible because everybody just ignores them, these emails, and yeah. as if we're not a part of it. So absolutely, the meetings are really important because issues come up every day. So in the clinic, it's hard to have a meeting every week, but I still highly recommend it for the leadership team. But maybe the team's yeah. nurses and assistants and CSRs at least once in two weeks because stuff comes up, and if there's no forum to express frustration, it accumulates, and then it comes out in weird places as an, ex- as an explosion. So that's very important. I'm glad you mentioned that. And then from that, and I'm going to try to drive it home because we're we're at time, and I know we can chat for hours and hours with you. But I think from there, you now have the structure. I'm like closing my mouth now, <laughs> trying to ask a question. Go. <laughs> uh, is the people so essentially from structure? You go. That was a second S. You go to third P, which is people. So now you have the structure. Now you can fill in the people. What a lot of people do. There's one startup where I'm an investor. They go. All right, we're going to hire a front end developer. And the CTO says, we don't need a front-end developer. And they found, and the founder says, well, it's a great role. We shouldn't lose this person because we're not going to find a person like that. And I've done that many times. Actually, I've done that mm-hmm. at Galaxy, which hired a bunch of people before they were needed. We were anticipating the, the demand, but mm-hmm. we didn't have it. And that was a mistake that I admit out loud here on a podcast. But so the people need to be driven by the necessity from lack of capacity of the previous role. And then you fill in the mm. box on that structure chart, on the org chart, and add them to yeah. meetings, just like you said. And only then you think, okay, how are these people, given the process, given the structure, the meetings, and people that you have, what systems they're going to work on? Is it Bloom where they're going to have mm. meetings? Is it Asana where they're going to have task management? What same thing? Let's talk about this. You know, this hospital. Where what systems do you? So we're talking about software. So when you say systems, talking about software. It could be management systems too. What are we using as a system? Yeah. It could be you know okay. system could be a level ten. Could be traction or something. Traction. Yeah. Could be or, safe. Or like system that. is how do we conduct the level ten meeting? This is the you know the system that we yeah. need. But a lot of the times it is systems, uh, the technology, and even if you know very simple, it, it doesn't have to be like technology specific software. It could be when we have mm. an issue come up in the hospital. Where do we put this issue so it could be discussed in the next meeting? Is it a suggestion box? Is it whatever it is? But that's a system. So once you have that, you completed your three Ps, three S, and then that sort of walks you through those things. We'll probably ask our producer to add a little image of it. Uh, It's kind of like arrows going from P to S, from S to P, and et cetera. Mm -hmm. But that's sort of what uh, what I, I, I mean by three Ps and three S. No, it's, it's, it's super cool because it's, 
it is, it's like the step before. The step before you roll down your big VTO or you roll down your 15 stages of your big master plan or strategy, business plan, whatever it is. And it kind of encompasses, it's, it's like, like the start, I suppose. If you're a small business, whatever, you could start with this and you could do well with this if you understand these, these six steps. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was another exciting conversation. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. let's see you, Gerardo. And uh, let's see what we can come up for the third episode to look into this topic. Mm -hmm.